pray. Father, I thank you so much for today, because it is your day that you created for us, Father God, and we choose to rejoice. Lord, I pray right now that as Madi and I speak together, Lord, that your spirit will give us the words to speak, Father, the way you want to deliver. Lord, we do push aside our thoughts and our opinions and what we think, Father God. And Lord, we just look to you when we say, hey, Lord, you take over with the words. You give power to these words. You speak what you want to speak because, Lord, we are listening. And Father, I pray that every person in this room will receive out of this message in Jesus' name we pray, and we all say amen, amen and amen. Here comes Jose. Oh, what? <laughs> good morning, ready. church. Uh, you ready for a good message? What? <laughs> what we couldn't have done it any other way, but we're going to do it this way. Okay. Today we get a treat because Pastor Madi's up here, right? But it's even a sweeter treat because it's their anniversary. So they're going to minister together <laughs> on their anniversary day. So... Twelve years ago, these two got married. I don't know the rest of the story, but we'll figure it out, right? (laughs) So what we want to do is honor both of you today. The church presents you with a little love gift on your anniversary. Um, And we just want to thank you for being our pastors. Bless your marriage even more. Many more years. Um, Hank and Lorena got you beat a little bit. Yeah, Yeah, a little bit. Okay. Um, But... The best thing is, like the scripture says, when you find a, a wife, you find a good thing, yes. right? Amen. So, a lot of us husbands said, should have said, Amen. Thank you. And me included. All right. So, thank from you us, guys so much. From us to you. Thank Happy you. anniversary. Thank you guys. Thank you guys. We love you guys. Jose, can you grab me those flowers right there, really quick, please? Okay. You know, here's, here's, let me, can I say something really quick? Every year, you know, I'm a every guy. year, and the reason why we're, I'm doing this is because I want to share this day with you guys. Marty and I had an opportunity to do something this weekend and take the weekend off, but we said, no, we want to celebrate our anniversary with you guys, and so we chose on our anniversary day to speak to you guys because we don't, we don't do this alone. Our marriage isn't a success because of just Jesse and Marty. Yeah. The church has a That's part to good. do with what's going on in our That's lives, right. so every year I do this, okay? And every year, it's been amazing. That's all I have to say. But I buy my wife roses, and every red rose represents a year. So it's 12 years. I hit the dozen mark. Woo! Dozen roses coming our way. But if you look, I always have a white rose. Actually, so there's actually 13 roses, and I always tell her that's my promise for next year, that I'm going to still be here, and I'm still committed to you. Man. I mean, come on, <laughs> right? That, was, that came from him, and I was like, <gasps> when he first showed me that, I literally was like, who are you? This is so sweet. So we, I am blessed. I am thankful, but then I think about that, the... The price tag sometimes, and then I'm like, "Honey, are you gonna do this forever?" He's like, "Yeah, wait till our 50th anniversary." Just wait. <laughs> oh, well, you guys, it is 12 years, and we are so blessed and super, super excited, especially for this special day that we get to actually celebrate it on the day with you guys. And so, thank you once again for just always pouring into us. You don't even realize, and Jesse and I have had this conversation many times that you don't even know even your example or maybe just a word that you've said to us or about your marriage, about with each other, that has blessed us tremendously. So just know that people are watching you, so get ready, yes. you know, because they either take the, the example and it's for good 
Yes. Or it can be for something else. We right? learn. Yeah, <laughs> we learn. You know, oh my goodness. You know, one of the things that, that like Madi was saying, is we, we really learn from example. Um, 12 years ago today at 2 o'clock is when we got married at Centennial Park in the gazebo. And it was an 80-degree weather day. Just, I mean, just it was like just today. today. It was awesome. like, I, I got out this morning. I'm like, Madi, this is like 12 years ago exactly. Yeah. You know, and it's just been phenomenal. Uh, but the reason why I believe we succeed in this whole thing is because we have people that we see out you know we we receive counsel you know and I was just learning that word counsel uh, today this morning and how counsel is something you seek out Mm -hmm. you have to seek out and we have we have some people in our lives that really speak Mm -hmm. in our lives but not only that we have people that we watch that you guys don't even know we're watching like we're like we're watching how you guys do it because I'm like man it inspires my wife and I I do want to I want to honor Hank and Lorena really quick Jose kind of mentioned they're way in the back they're hiding in the shadows right now but Hank Lorena, this September, are celebrating 67 years of marriage. 67 years of marriage. And they are faithful servants of Jesus Christ. They've pretty much been here since the beginning of Resurrection Life, you know, when we first launched here. And they've seen it all. And I love it because in battles in life, whoops. In battles in life, you know, I know they've gone through some some hardships, some some health, and they've overcome every single one because of one name, yes. and his name is Jesus. Jesus. That's yes. right. And so, just want to honor you guys. You're one of the people we watch all the time. I love. You're I have to. I have to say this. I have to say this. I said uh, to Miss Miss Lorena. I said, you know, what is what is it that's gotten you this far? Sixty-seven years is a lot of years with the same person. You know what I'm saying? And so, um, and she said, we endured. We've gone through so many things, but together we were strong. And I was just. And I'll talk more about it. I'm kind of dipping into my message actually. And then I go to Hank and I said, Hank, what is it? What is it? He's like, just keep your mouth shut. <laughs> Yeah, that's perfect. I love it. I love it. And I said, yes. See, 67 years, man. You want to get there. Yeah. Now you know. We will make it. We will make it. You know, and I love it because these guys are still doing life together. Yeah. And, I, you know, when you see them, he still opens the door for his wife. Yes. Drops her up at front. Come on. You know, and he still he still honors his wife and he yeah. loves his wife and he yeah. doesn't care. He lets the world know, you know, through his actions. And that's something that we love to look at, you know. Yeah. And today, we simply want to give you a message called Building Together. And yes, it is a marriage. It is a marriage message. So I don't want you to feel like if you're not married, uh, this is not for me. No, no, no. Listen, because you are in a marriage with Jesus Christ. Yeah. There are some mm-hmm. things that I believe the Spirit of God is going to minister to you while we just talk about some natural things. Yeah. But our prayer is this, that every single person. I said it. Every single person in this room is going to hear God for something that's relevant for their life. How many of y'all know that marriage is meant to be worked at? (laughs) That was... That That means you didn't know. So I want to tell you guys, marriage is meant to be worked at. If you thought going into marriage, it was the antidote for everything to be gone and everything was going to be roses and and, and it was going to be honeymoon every single second of our life, 
you're wrong. <laughs> you are wrong because marriage is meant to be worked in. Actually, I'm going to just jump to this quick scripture. Yeah. In 1 Corinthians, I love this scripture. Listen closely. In 1 Corinthians 7.28, the Bible says this. It says, those who marry will face many troubles in this life. We are pro-marriage, but <laughs> and now it looks like maybe, um, are you guys going to encourage us? and lift us up, I promise you this is a good thing, right? It is a good thing, because I was telling my wife, I got this scripture I want the church to know, because this is reality. Yeah. If, if we go in being deceived that, yeah. that things are not meant to be worked at, then they're believing a lie. Yeah. Because how many of y'all buy a car and expect there's going to be oil changes? There's going to be maintenance. Come there's going to be you know, checking the tires and yes. watching the gas gauge and fueling up every week. Yep. If you did not believe that and you did not realize that, you're in for some, some major, major uh, not going anywhere. <laughs> okay? And so marriage, in a sense, is the same way. we got to continue to work at it. I don't want to spell marriage as W-O-R-K. That's not what I'm saying. I'm spelling marriage, uh, letting you guys know that marriage is, is something that we just simply have to continue to be a conscious and aware of, and we have to work. In Proverbs chapter 14, I love this. Actually, the first verse, the Bible says, that the wise woman works to build her house. She works to build her house. And, and in this passage right here, in this uh, one scripture, they're not talking about the natural structure of a house. Mm -hmm. But what they're talking about is that she's building her family. Yes. She's building in her marriage. And that's because she understands that there's an eternal aspect, a return that she has to give God. And it's the relationship that she has in her home. Yeah. And so that's why the Bible says a wise woman works to build her house. Um, <laughs> growing up, I've always saw the movies. <laughs> I've, seen, I've seen shows and you think, you know, marriage is one thing. In reality, it's not because it's, it's, it's a show. It's, it's fantasy or it's um, a romantic comedy movie. Mm -hmm. And so we expect our life to mimic that. And so the belief comes out, because I kind of fell in that belief, is that we all have one soulmate. Mm -hmm. You know, who's ever heard that? There's that one person for you, you know. And for many years, I did believe that because that's what I was just taught through movies. But I'm here to squash that because I don't believe in that. <laughs> I go, wow, you guys are passionate about that. All right. All right. I don't believe there's that one person. No, no there is. You need to be committed to one person. I mean, don't get me wrong. I'm not saying that. I got to be careful with how I deliver it. But what I am saying is I don't believe we are born into this world and there's that one person that's born because that's your soulmate. I believe it's a decision that we have to make, that God is involved. You know, yes. it's not about finding or marrying that right one because you're never going to find them. <laughs> you'll never find them. And it's not even about being that no, right, right one because you'll never be that. Mm. But it's about being right before God. Yeah. And when you're right before God, that's where things come in play. That's, that's where a blessed marriage can come together. Again, I, I said this there in 1 Corinthians that there will be many troubles. I only read that because I want you to know that God's intention in this earthly life in a healthy marriage means you're going to work at it. Yeah. You got to put effort towards it. You got to grow this thing. Yes. Okay. Well, see, just jumping off of that. Um, 
I'm laughing. I'm so sorry. Jesse and I, Story when time. we got <laughs> When we got married, um, of course, 12 years ago, we, like, from here went straight to school in Oklahoma, which I think was the best thing we could have done for yeah. our marriage. Um, but you don't know who you marry until you marry them, right? I mean, Linda, I'm just loving that you're agreeing with all that I'm saying. <laughs> because I knew Jesse four years prior to getting married, so I'm like... I know everything about Jesse. I know every detail. I know everything. I know what makes him tick. I know what makes him happy. I got this down. This whole wedding marriage thing, easy peasy. <laughs> Lemon squeezy. You know what I mean? And I married this man. And the heavens opened up. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. And um, whew, I would come home. And this is something I didn't know about Jesse because I didn't live with him before. But I would come home, and the moment I opened the doors, I would see one sock, <laughs> two sock, pants, <laughs> shirt, undershirt. All I had to do was follow the trail, and I would find my husband all on the bed. <laughs> hey, baby. <laughs> He'd be watching TV or something, and he thought that he was the man, right? And I come in, and he thinks that he's like, I am here to serve you, woman. You know, I'm here for you. And I'd come home, and I'd say, honey, why is there clothes everywhere? And he thought to himself, well, be, you know, I'm, because I'm here to serve you. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you know I, he, he, he would do this a lot, actually. And I'd be like, honey, I really don't like that there's clothes everywhere and I can find you at the end of the tunnel here. Like, I, I, don't, <laughs> I don't appreciate that because then I had to fix that up. And he was so confused because he thought, right? Yeah, like, that yeah. was something that was okay. And I told him that's just not okay with me. To this day, the basket can be there. And what happens? It's like around the basket. <laughs> I don't play basketball, okay? I'm just saying. <laughs> to the point, and I got sick of the basket being empty that I just made a designated area for him. I said, this area <laughs> is your area. This is where you put your clothes. How many of you guys know, those at least that have been married at least 15 so much years, that you don't really know someone until you live with them? <laughs> Hallelujah. I see a lot of hands around. Praise <laughs> the Lord Jesus. We had to learn each other. Yep. It didn't matter how many years we knew each other beforehand. We needed to learn each other. One of the things that I highly encourage, and I'm sure you guys have heard it yourself, is the five love languages. Have you heard of five love languages? Can I get some shouts or a applause or something? Not a lot of people did it, so I'm going to explain it real quick. Five Love Languages is actually a book that I highly recommend. We recommend. We've read it, and we've got to learn each other a lot better. Um, Jesse, we have all love languages. Just to let you know, you don't just have a few. You have all five of them. But some are dominant, okay? Some make you just feel more love than other things. And so for Jesse, it's acts of service, yeah. words of affirmation, and gifts. That's right. I know there's always just two, but some reason that it's three for Jesse. Jesse gets three. And for me, it's quality time and touch. Jesse knows, oh man, Jesse knows that if he comes home, and it's not on purpose, I promise you, I'm not waiting for him to make a mistake and just really get at him, right? Like the moment he walks in. But for some reason, if he comes home and he doesn't hug me, or if he doesn't kiss me, 
all of a sudden, <laughs> everything it starts boiling it up. I'm like, all of it, I get irritated, and I don't know why. I'm gonna be honest with you. At first, I'm like, I don't know why. I have learned in my marriage, in the process of our marriage, that that meant a lot to me. He knows, and quality time and touch is his very last, <laughs> which is terrible for me because that means he has to work at it, right? So he knows that he has to have his hand on me at all times <laughs> because I will get very, even if it's like, just, just there you go, like you know, anything. Sometimes we're walking and she'll, and say I'm her, and she'll come and walk in like in the store and she'll just like. <laughs> <laughs> it's something. I need him. I need him to touch me because that's the way I feel loved. I didn't learn this right away, not even in our five, first five years of marriage. It took building together, learning each other. We worked on it together. And also, those things change in time and seasons. Like, you know, um, I, I remember at first it was more words of affirmation, to be honest with you, in the beginning of our marriage, because I struggled with um, myself, my, the me of me. And he helped me get out of that place where, like, now... I don't need words. Actually, I don't need words of affirmation. He knows that. But if Jesse comes in and I'm like, oh, baby, you are awesome. You did an amazing job. You are the man. You are Hercules. The All the Avengers in one man going on right now. That's right. He can conquer the world no matter what is going on in life because I know that fills his cup. So I encourage you all learn your spouse or if you're engaged don't wait till you yes. get married to really learn who you're with it is important that i mean preparation time is never a wasted time is that correct yeah. for all the young ones that are in here you're listening to this and you're like well i don't need this because i won't get married for another 10 15 years but man if you can start treating women the way you would treat your wife and respect and and and, and um what is it? And the way you speak to women, you will become an even far greater husband that you ever thought you could be. In yeah. fact, when I um, met Jesse, what like really attracted me to Jesse was actually the way he treated his mom. His mom is actually was a single mom at the time, and I never met someone who treated and loved and respected his mom the way he did. And the reason why that made me feel so great, because I was like, I'm going to be treated that way. I know it, because that's how he treats the one woman who's like the top woman of his life at that point. And then, of course, I'm blessed. I get married with this guy, and he has been nothing but a blessing to me. And it's because of what he grew up doing, right? So it's good to experience life, and it's good to practice now. A lot of the youngins over here, so you get it? <laughs> good you know um we go through a lot of testing and trials you know I was talking about Hank and Lorena and 67 years um they had to endure a lot I, I don't know the details but I know that they had to endure sickness not just like a cough like serious sickness they have endured loss of a child that's some hard stuff to endure. Um, they had to deal with um, family things that we've learned from them as well. Um, I know that in their relationship, um, Hank traveled a lot. He was a truck driver. So they had to go yep. through a lot of testings. 
But they have shown that endurement, enduring it, which means to suffer patiently. Who's all excited about enduring? <laughs> I mean, we ask the Lord to give us patience, and he gives us opportunities to be patient. Right. We're not right. asking for opportunities, Lord. Just give it to me, right? And so when I say endure, it's going to be something we have to work at, yep. something we're going to get down deep with our spouses about whatever situation. Their story, their life is going to be different than mine and Jesse's. But the way we handle our trials, the way we handle the testing can be the same. And we can get to 67 awesome years, right? You can get to 67 awesome years. But it's about how you endure your relationship with your spouse. Yep, yep. It's how you talk to each other. There is marriage, and then there's mature marriage, all right? There is a marriage when you, like, get married. Everyone has to deal with that getting married season. But if you stay just married, then your marriage does not grow. That's right. You want to get to a place where you're at mature marriage. And that happens with testings and trials. I'm sorry, not sorry to say that to you. You're going to go through some things in life that you need to go through so that your marriage can grow, yep. right? Yep. Jesse and I have gone through many seasons of our life, and I am so thankful for all of them, but I did not like it when I was in it. I did not like it when I was in it, <laughs> right? Right. <laughs> you know, whatever it may be, it could be finances. You know, when Jesse and I got married, we were both college students. We were eating ramen noodles every yes, day. I'm we just going to say that right now. Literally eating ramen noodles every day just to get mm, by for the day. And so potatoes. we prayed and fast a lot. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> but when we were going through that, I was so thankful that even when I felt discouraged or like, why are we going through this when we're serving God? We're doing God's will. We're going to school. How could we possibly be going through this? And I'll never forget, we were in our Volvo, right? Yep, yep. Red Volvo. And I was sitting there in tears about the frustration that we were going through. And Jesse was so clear at that moment. He said, this is only going to make us grow more in our relationship and in our finances. If we can endure this time, if we can put God in the midst of it, we are only going to grow from here. Right. And here we are. Yeah, I mean, that was a test at the time that honestly, at this time, our, our, our conversations about finances are completely different. But if we never pass that test, I mean, we have tests every day, right? Do we have tests? Can I get some shout, some something, and a test? When you went to school, you had a? And in order to go to the next grade, you had a? And if you didn't pass it, what happened? You were held back. You could not go to the next grade level. You're going to have testings in your marriage. And what you need to do is pass the? That's You're right. going to have tests. That is just going to happen. What did the word say? What did the, was that scripture that said? <laughs> Those who marry will face many troubles in life. What it's saying is that, yeah, something's going to come up, but how are you going to endure it? Yep. How are you going to let God get involved with it? Yep. How are you going to complete the good work? Because I want us to grow. I want him to grow. And in order for that to happen, we have to endure. Can you say endure? endure. 
you're going to leave here. And I pray, yep. and my prayer is, and we were praying for this message, that every relationship here, whether it's friendships, marriages, engagements, anything in here, I pray that you would endure your relationship. Yep. I just had a conversation with a really close friend of mine yesterday, and the enemy could have easily had his way into the, our relationship. I'm not mad. I promise. <laughs> and um, I remember um, just feeling away because there was some uncertainty going on in my heart about a conversation we had. But who knows that the enemy can just mess with this right here, right? Can I see you, right? Yeah, he can. He can mess right here. But I know my heart, and I know this girl, and I know that's not her heart. But all day, what was happening, baby, right? It was a mess. I was like frustrated because I couldn't finish what I was finishing because my mind was going through some issues. And this is a friend of mine, you know? And then I remember I was like, no, we're going to talk about it. We want to talk about it. I want to confront it because I don't want the enemy to have a what? Foothold into my relationship with this lady right. because right. she's dear to my heart. When we talked about it, hashed it out in a good way, let me tell you what. I can tell you this morning that our relationship has gone to a new level because we were able to endure that testing, that the enemy wanted to break something that is good. Right. And that was with friendships. This guy, he will, he's so perfect. <laughs> I'm not. <laughs> he, 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 he's a blessing to me. He really is to me. But no one can handle Jesse the way I can handle him. <laughs> right? Have you noticed I've been well trained <laughs> to not speak and just sit down? <laughs> I never said anything about that. But we are going to go through testings. We are going to go through trials. But if we endure them together, if we can do it together, we will get to the next level. Aren't you so thankful that your pastors are not still dealing with the problems that we dealt with in our first five years of marriage? That would be terrible. There would be no fruit. There would be no growth. But I pray that this house would be a house of strong marriages. Right. And that's what we pray all the time. And if you're going through something, we get that. Because it doesn't say anything about we don't go through anything. We go through some things. We've gone through some hurts. We've gone through some trials. We've gone through some moves, some trusting, some things that we've gone through in our life. But if we do not endure, I can't get that more and yep. more pushed in your heart. If you do not endure in your relationship and in the testing and in the trial, you will not grow. Amen? Yep. Thank you, Jesus. <laughs> so last um, scripture I have here is Romans 12, 2. Do not conform to the patterns of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is, his good, pleasing, and perfect will. Who wants God's good, pleasing, and perfect will? Can I get a shout of amen? Yes, we want that. We, we desire that. But how do we get there? <laughs> conform, we do not conform to the patterns of this world. The marriages of this world are not the marriages we should be portraying. Right, the marriages that we're seeing on TV are not the marriages that we should be portraying. Because that is selfish. We need to be selfless. Yep. Selfless. 
We need to be for each other, not against each other. We need to always push each other to be better, not bring them down so that we can be elevated. That is not encouraging and loving one another. A biblical marriage is a marriage that supports one another, that says, if he's going to places, I'm right there with him. If he can get to another level, I'm going to go to another level with him. It's not a competition. Right? It's not a company. And it goes with friends, too. If your sister in Christ is going places, don't be talking smack. Okay? Don't be hurting her feelings because of where she's at. You're not putting in the work that she's putting in, or you're not sitting in her, the prayer closet where she's putting herself in. You encourage that girl, and you say, you can do this. You can go places. I'm so excited for you, because then that's where the heart issue changes the whole game for you. If your heart's right, your relationships will be right. Be transformed by the renewing of your mind. That is something we need to do every morning. Every morning, I want to honor Jesse. I want to respect Jesse. How can I make his life this much easier? How can I help him enjoy his day? You know, I know he's going through a really tough patch right now that honestly, no matter what I say, it's not going to fix it because it's something he's working on. But how can I, as his wife, diligently pray that he would be encouraged, that someone would be able to speak into his life that will lift him up? And then our marriage can grow because I know that if he is in a place of tr trusting God, then that means I'm in a good hands, right? Amen. Women, I'm going to speak to the wives right now. If we can trust our husbands to listen and hear God, you will go to places you've never thought you could go before. I say that because when we were in Oklahoma, Jesse made the decision. No. God told Jesse, it's time to move back to Michigan. <laughs> and I said, that is the devil. <laughs> she did. That's not a joke. She really did. There is no way that that is God. We have it so good here. We were already looking for houses to live in Oklahoma. Our little guy Joshua was born there. I was like, this is the heavenly place, you know? You walk around and everyone's saying hi. If you've lived down south, y'all know what I'm talking about, right? <laughs> everyone's friendly. Everyone's. <laughs> I was pregnant and this cute lady at Walmart came up to me and I had a jacket and she stuck her hand in the jacket <laughs> and rubbed my belly. And I was like, what's happening right now? She was all up in my personal space. But that is the South, right? That is literally, I was really happy with where I was at, where we were living. So when he said, it's time to move back to Michigan, I was like, that is not of God. That isn't, I told him, to, I mean, for a month, he wouldn't be making the plans. He went and bought the truck for the U-Haul. And I was like, that is not of God. He went and he talked to uh, our, our pastors at the time. And he said, are you sure this is what you should be doing to him? And I said, tell him. <laughs> it is not okay to go right now. But Jesse stood firm. And even though I talk a lot of lot, a lot, I talk a lot of things. I trust Jesse. I do. I really, really do. But I will make sure he knows how I feel. 
<laughs> about with my words, but I trust him. And that was one of the biggest tests we had when we moved here. Even that first year wasn't great. It was awesome to be back home, but I was still struggling. And he kept praying for me, and he kept putting words at me, like saying that I know this is what God said. And look at us now. I mean, if we didn't move here, we wouldn't have grown as pastors and in our marriage and with our children. It would have been a whole different story. Mm -hmm. So I say endure, endure it. Then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is. Who wants God's will? Amen. That's right. Who wants God's right. will? If you want God's will, you are going to endure some tests. My encouragement to you, pass the test. That's right. Pass That's right. it with your and loved one. And just to kind of talk to you men, for that to work requires you husbands to go to God. Mm -hmm. You know, when, when, a, when a wife is leaning onto her husband's leadership, uh, you can, she can lean on the leadership and your leadership is horrible. Like just being honest. But if you go to God, mm -hmm. and not saying being perfect, but you go to God and you just trust God as she trusts you and God, yeah. things will go well even when you miss it things will go well. Because I remember during that time, I had told God, okay, like, this better go good, God. Like, I, I'm putting everything on the line right now. Yeah. And the Lord really spoke and says, if it's in my name, it's never a risk. It's a will for your life. That's and that's what you have to keep. So that was just a little encouragement to line up with what Mahdi said. Men, husbands, go, go to God. And every decision that you make, it will go well for your marriage as yeah. you go. You know, the, the, the one thing I want to really close it up with in, in this message of uh, building together is you have to understand that building together means growing together. Regardless of the season I was going through, I never wanted to grow alone. If I learned something new, I wanted to share it with my wife, or we did it together. And still this day, we grow together. We had a short season in our marriage where I felt like, man, I'm just doing everything, and, and my wife's kind of behind right now. I don't like this. But I kept hearing God, and I kept praying about it. And God put my wife in a position where we're now back together, growing together, because that's how God intended it for our marriage. And that's a biblical standard. She is not weak. She is a strong woman in Christ, you know and she has giftings and abilities that I don't even have. But when we tag team it together, when we work together, we move yeah. God's will for all people's life here on earth. God's kingdom is known and it's shown. You know, building together means growing together. It's easy for me to say, well, how do you grow? Get in your word, get with God. But I really want to talk about the flip side really quick. What stumps your growth? What are some things that are not good for you that won't make you go? There are four things, okay, that stump your growth. The first one is defensiveness. Just say, I'm defense about everything, and you know what? I'm, I'm on the opposite team of, of my spouse. I'm just defensive about everything. Number two, uh, contentment. Just not, uh, we're good the way we are. Never trying to pursue to grow with each other. Number three, criticism. Always critiquing every little thing that your spouse does because you feel like it's not the right way to do it. Yeah. Stumps growth in a marriage. And the fourth one is stonewalling. And what I mean by stonewalling is you're constantly building this wall between you and your spouse and your wife or your husband. You're constantly building this wall to the point where there's just no more flowing love back and forth with mm. each other. I'll close it with this scripture. Ecclesiastes chapter 4 verse 9 through 12. It says this, two are better than one. Amen? Yeah. 
Because they have a good return for their labor, which means work. Okay, you're working at it. If either of them falls down, one can help the other up. But pity anyone who falls and has no one to help them up. Also, if two lie down together, they will keep warm. But how, how can one keep warm alone? Verse 12, though one may over, be overpowered, two can defend themselves. Now check this twist right here in the next sentence, okay? A cord of three strands will not quickly be broken. Huh? We've been talking about two, 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 two. Then the last thing is a, a cord of three. And that right there, and it's not just for marriages, it's just in general what God is saying in relationships. When God is in the mix, when he is that third, or actually that first, and we're really one and two, or two and three, when God is in the mix, there's yeah. a threefold cord happening that's not quickly broken when it's tested. That's right. You know, one is hard, two is great, but two, a strand of two can still be broken. Put three together, and that's God. You're not quickly broken. And when God is in the midst of your relationship, he is priority in your marriage. When he is there and you face hell on earth, you won't be broken. It might be shooken and it might be, you know, some work you have to do, but you will not be broken. Husbands, you won't break if God is in the midst of it. We say some foolish things sometimes because we're hot-tempered maybe. Or maybe we just met, didn't mean it, but we said it the wrong way. But if we go to God and we learn to humble our hearts before the Lord and before our wife, God will restore what is broke. You might feel like, well, there's no hope right now. You know, you don't know what I'm going through. God is in the business of miracles. He wants to do something in your life. If you go to him, put him in the mix. Let this make, let this become a three-chord relationship so we can bring restoration together. At the end of the day, you know, marriage is not easy, but it's wonderful. It's wonderful to be able to share a life with someone that you're working with, partnering up with. When it gets ugly, my prayer is that you get together and you're hand in hand and you're knee in knee in the struggle and saying, Lord, be a part of this situation. Talk to us about how we can be better together. A lot of people here may feel like there's just no hope. And I get a little emotional because my God is big and he's bigger than the circumstance. He's bigger than the trial. He's bigger than the fight that you feel like you're fighting all the time. He's bigger than it. He can restore and repair what feels like is broken. He can mend you to a place that you've never been before. I hurt a little bit because I know of some relationships that feel like this is it. They weren't the one. They, they, I just know it. Apparently, we just don't work together. Can I tell you how you know the one is the one? Do you want to know the secret? The moment you said, I do, they became the one. They are the one for you. So you work diligently. You get on your knees. And when you're struggling with something, come together and say, Lord, 
we need you in this circumstance. We need you right now. We're not seeing eye to eye, but I know that you are bigger than the problem. You're bigger than the circumstance that I'm going through. You are mighty. You are big. He's in the business of restoration and repair. If he wasn't, then why would he send his son to restore and repair our relationship with him? That is a God who's in the business of restoring and repairing relationships that are broken, that have no hope. He is a God who is faithful. He is a God who is good. He can do all things. He can, nothing he can't touch that can be restored. There's nothing that he cannot mend. You are not a lost cause. And if you've gotten to a place where you have divorced, your relationships are not over either. Your call is not over. The Lord can still use you. He still has a call in your life and you can still be a powerful speaker. You can still be a powerful child of God who can do mighty things for him. You can be an example of what it is to be lifted up, to be restored and repaired in Christ Jesus and go forth and go forward. Divorce does not make you less. Divorce is not a stamp on your back that I have just failed. Failure is not who you are. It's an event that happened. But you can turn that sucker around and you can make it for the good of Christ Jesus. That is what we are called to do. We are called to be more than what we think we could ever be. So I pray hope and faith in your relationships. No matter where you are, I know that God is doing a mighty work in you. I don't want anyone leaving here feeling like, well, this was not a topic that I really need to put into practice. I pray that you marriages in here, I pray that you put these into practice and leave here and learn each other's five love languages and have a good time about it. But I pray for those who are single, those who are um, separated, those who are feel lonely, I pray that you leave here knowing that God is right with you where you're at. He has not left you. There is hope in his name, and he will do something with it if you would just give it to him. If you lay it at the altar for him to do something, you cannot do it alone anymore. I pray that your hearts are encouraged and empowered to be better, not only for yourself. Let me tell you what, I didn't marry Jesse because he was going to fix me. Those marriages are tough. Those are dangerous places. I did not come into a marriage that was 50-50, so we made 100. I became a woman that was, Lord, I depend on you. I'm 100% depending on what you have called me to do. And I pray that this man has come into this relationship 100% dependent on you. Because if we come together 100-100, then we are completely lifted and empowered by Jesus Christ to do mightier things in Christ Jesus. 
He doesn't complete me. I mean, you know. <laughs> but he doesn't make me whole. Because if he, I, if I put that false expectation on him, he's going to fail me time and time again. But if I can trust that God speaks to his heart, if I can trust that his wholeness is in Christ and not on Mari, then there is not an expectation that he feels that he has to fulfill for me. We need to have our expectation on Jesus and Jesus alone. Because if we put it on them, if he puts it on me, we will never fulfill our marriage. We will never grow together. Can you get that? Can you amen to the Lord Jesus? Can we give him praise right now for who he is and what he's doing in the house and in our marriages? I feel passionate about it. I really do because I hate the stinking devil. Who hates the stinking devil? You think he can come in and he can destroy, divide, and make the unity just, ugh, I get so mad. Don't let him anymore. Put him in his place. You are dominion over him. Squash him in the head and tell him, not in my house, devil, not in my house. I want you guys to open up your mouth if you're married. And if you're married and you're struggling, if you are engaged, and if you are single, and if you are divorced, I pray that you leave here. Not those things, but a child of God who's going to be better in Christ Jesus. That's right. That's right. That is what I pray God is going to do. Colossians 3, 13 and 14 says, Bear with each other and forgive one another. If any of you has a grievance against someone, let that sit for a little bit. Forgive as the Lord forgave you. And over all these virtues, put on love, which binds them all together in perfect unity. Church, love, the way Christ loves, is the answer. Forgiveness is the key to begin the healing in life. So I speak to everyone. Right? Yeah, we talked about marriages, but I speak to everyone. Whatever's holding you from becoming right or, or becoming from you to listen to what God has, forgive and let go. doesn't make it okay, but just forgive and say, I won't hold it against you like yes. the way Jesus doesn't hold it against yes, me. Jesus. And when you leave that way, you will leave free indeed. Let's go in and close our eyes. I'm not going to even ask for an invite. We're just going to pray as a church together, and I'm just going to kind of be broad about it. But I think first and foremost, I want you guys just to repeat after me. Say, God, God thank you for the love that you've given me. That love has transformed me, has given me life, and given me hope for this world. Lord, I'm sorry. Forgive me for hurting you. I ask for your forgiveness, and I receive it right now, in Jesus' name, amen. You know, it's just an opportunity just to say, God, I'm here, and I know you're there as well, too. What I want to 